This episode of Not About Wrestling is sponsored by Tempo. Dedicated to giving people nonstop energy, superior strength, and incomparable confidence, Tempo supplements guarantee you'll never miss a beat thanks to its special formulation of natural ingredients and essential nutrients made only with the safest standards. There are two versions of Tempo, Hungover as Fuck, a natural alcohol hangover supplement, and Fuck Coffee, a supplement for clarity and focus. Check out both at meettempo.com. Find your rhythm with Tempo. What's up, everybody? It's Chris. Welcome to another edition of We Run This. Uh, we've got a really great show for you this week. We've got Devin Levake on the show. Uh, super awesome guy. Uh, he's a trainer. He's a former football standout. He is an entrepreneur. He does a little bit of everything. But right now, what he's doing is he's training to bear crawl a marathon. Yes, you heard me correctly. He's going to bear crawl 26 miles and obviously the first question that Nick and I ask are, why would you want to do that? <laughs> so we get into that almost immediately. It was a great conversation. Devin's a great dude, and um, you're really going to enjoy it. We talk about a lot of different stuff. Uh, his original plan was to bear crawl the New York City Marathon, but obviously uh, COVID-19 put an end to all that. But, you know, that withstanding, he still decided to go for the whole 26 miles. So we talk about that. We, we, we talk about, like, his training how the the changes in his body, how he mentally prepares, physically prepares. It's, it's an insane conversation. So you're going to want to listen to the entire thing. You're always going to want to listen to the entire thing. But, I mean, I hope you don't turn our podcast off. But uh, you're going to want to listen to this whole one. Devin's a great guy. Uh, so let's get right into it. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Devin LeVake. going on guys welcome to the we run this podcast with me as always chris illuminati myself nick domingo uh good to be back in the states man how are you doing uh i'm doing good i feel like i'm living the same day for like seven years so nice that's not a bad thing i don't think (laughs) yeah exactly did you get to uh some running today at all uh i'm going with a group at 6 30 tonight nice yeah so we're dealing with the whole like it's getting darker earlier so we got to make it quicker so, you know how that is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of doing with that, too. Well, we've got a guest today. Uh, he is an absolute beast. Does a little bit uh, different than what normally you and I do is pounding the pavement. Devin LeVay, right? Is that – did I say it correctly? Yeah, man. It's all good. Yeah, Devin. Devin LeVay. <laughs> uh, Devin, how you doing, man? What, what was that? How you doing? Oh, man. Hey, I'm good, man. Staying, staying positive. You know, just uh, trying to figure it out like everyone else. <laughs> now, Devin, we, we, Devin, we've had we want you on for many reasons, but let's just get the first one out of the way because it's absolutely ridiculous. You're gonna bear crawl a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I've been I've been thinking about this for like three weeks since we set up this interview. Why the hell would you want to do that? Dude, great, great, great question. Um, you know what? I we had this idea back in November, and dude, I just want to do something that. One that's going to raise awareness for this really cool charity called FitOps, which uh, 
kind of put, it puts veterans through a training course and they come out personal trainers on the other side, then we can place them in the job. So we're trying to lower the suicide rate down to zero. Right now it's at about 25 a day with veterans. Um, but at the same time, I also wanted to do something like you just said, that sounds psychotic. That like, what, like, how is somebody going to do that? I wanted to do something that, you know, if I can put my mind to it for a year and fucking train for this, um, and accomplish it, kind of show people that you can do anything and kind of open people's mind. I think a lot of people get down on themselves in the gym training. What do they do? Do I do weights? Do I do CrossFit? Do I do this? Do I do that? Um, and I think it's just like putting your head to it and just fucking doing it. Um, no excuses, get it done. And I'm about six weeks out right now. I have a nine mile crawl. <laughs> Sounds weird. I have a nine mile crawl on uh, <laughs> Saturday, a 10 mile the following Saturday. And then I kind of start ramping down uh, to get ready for the 26.2 mile bear crawl around New York. Dude, that's insane. So like, how did you get into bear crawling regularly like this? Yeah, I mean, I... It's weird. I, I was doing it kind of as a kid. Um, I would kind of just do it around the house. I, I've always had it. I played, you know, college football. Um, I, I played football my whole life, and we always had to bear crawl in the field. I was always naturally pretty decent at it. Um, but I, and, and I would always add it to my training style. But going a full mile, I, the first time I ever did that was last November. And then I started to increase it, increase it, increase it, more wrist mobility, you know, little, little back mobility things, different, different techniques um, of kind of learning. I don't know, just, you know, it's, you just got to do it. You know, there's no secret pill. <laughs> what's the, tra I mean, what's the training like? Do you have to just do bear crawls or is there other training involved to get ready for that? Like, yeah, yeah. so there's a couple like different programmers that have kind of helped me out throughout the thing. The thing with that I've noticed if you follow a marathon training style, a marathon training style, um, you want to get done the race as fast as possible. I'm just trying to finish the race. You know, I'm just trying to finish 26.2 miles. So um, it's a little different. I, yeah, I, I, I pretty much have a certain amount of miles that I'm trying to hit each week um, and then add in a big bear crawl, like the 10 mile or 13 mile, I don't know, every, every month or so. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I have a set amount. So maybe it goes from 10 miles a week you know, it's all broken down three, 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 one, or so on and so forth. Um, I'll never get up to 26.2 during training. Um, I'm going to the doctors weekly. I get B12 shot. I get IV drip. I actually just get nerve blocks in my shoulder. Um, not necessarily because I'm injured, just to, just to kind of help uh, me get through it. Um, and I actually got stem cell done as well about five weeks ago. And I feel really amazing with that they basically injected five billion of these little cells into into my bloodstream and they're kind of like walkie-talkies so anytime I'm, I'm feeling sore it like shoots those new cells to that part of the body and i just i just feel really fast do, do that's feel, crazy do you feel that immediately or is that like something that takes a while it, yeah, it took about three weeks to kick in and i i, I swear to god I, I woke up one day and i was like whoa <laughs> this is crazy <laughs> I mean, how do you get like loose and like, what are the reactions from people when you go out there and you're bear crawling and like Chris and I are sitting there like, dude, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> I'm running and this guy's on like hands and knees about to go 26.2 miles. Yeah. So my training, honestly, I, I have a pretty packed day. Um, and so I actually start my bear crawl usually around like 3am and then I'll go into like a full day of work. That's probably the most strenuous part. 
of this whole thing is like putting time aside to actually do it because seven miles takes me about four and a half hours. So where are you just going to find four and a half miles in a day when you have to do that three times a week? Um, but the, back to the point of people looking at me, a bear crawled Runyon Canyon in uh, Los Angeles, a bear crawled the Brooklyn Bridge. You'd be surprised how many people are just not phased by it because you're in New York. I mean, I've seen much weirder things in New York. Exactly. So bear crawling around. You know, uh, LA, when I was, when I was doing Runyon Canyon, the dogs got scared more than the humans. The dogs were flipping out. <laughs> yeah. They probably thought you were trying to attack them or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, do, do you have an exact date picked out for it? Yeah, I'm going to start October 30th. Um, I'm looking at 5 PM, but again, like I thought I, I want to get done in under 24 hours. So I was going to start October 5th or October 30th at 5 p.m. and go all the way through the night. I have 25 designated people that are walking with me, whether it's veterans, doctors, uh, my general hype crew of just like my boys that are just going to walk with me and just amp me up the whole time. Um, but now like with the training, uh, now that I'm like further along, I think I might get done a little quicker. So I might start later in the night so I don't have to go through the entire night. You know, I might start at like an 8 or 9 p.m. Right. And then what are you wearing on your hands when your hands just don't get like chopped up? You know, Dude, you're going for 24 yeah. hours. Yeah, I don't know if you guys play college sports, but you get blisters a lot, you know, in college. And so they have this stuff called second skin. And mm -hmm. so I put that on both my palms. Um, and then I put this, like, I guess, tape style stuff, put more tape. I've got these, these Gymshark gloves that they sent me. Um, I put those on and then I put two heels from a shoe, like the in, inner part of a, like a Dr. Scholl's, right? Um, put those on, wrap it again. And then I actually put these, these um, I don't even know what you call them. Like you put them on your finger, I think when you count money, right? Mm -hmm. And so I put them on each one of my fingers and then I put tape around it and I have to re-tape everything every three miles. Mm -hmm. And Holy so shit. it's, yeah, to like, even to get ready in the morning, to be honest, I have my mom come over and she just like wraps it up for me. She'll like walk with me around the thing. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely the hand, the hand health is the most uh, difficult part right now, for sure. Uh, when people wake up race day or, or leading into race day, they tend to look at the weather and the elements like, what's going to be the worst case scenario for that? I mean, if it starts snowing, right? I mean, <laughs> I think you might be okay with that. You might, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, I don't rain, want to jinx it, but. <laughs> I mean, rain, I looked at the farmer's almanac like three months ago. It said that it's supposed to be in like, you know, low 60s, which would be ideal. If mm -hmm. I could get like no rain, I, I think I'm solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it, if it does rain, I mean, I gotta, I gotta look at it. Cause I mean, you're just, I'm just gonna develop so many, um, like not calluses, but you know, my hands are gonna be so moist. Mm -hmm. and it'll just tear them up and it it would actually just not even be worth it um uh, it, i would there's a, it would be impossible to crawl so if it does rain i might push it like a day back but regardless i'm definitely doing it mm -hmm. so like you know i'm just a runner i barely lift at all talk, talk about some of like the benefits of someone who's like wanting to get into bear crawling and be like this is a full body workout to, to do maybe a mile or do it up the hill just kind of like easy obviously no one's doing 26.2 yeah. uh but like what tips would you give someone trying to get into it to get to get the whole body workout yeah i look i think 
I don't think there's like an exact way that people train. Um, I hate, I don't hate, but I, I despise the people that are like, you have to do CrossFit or you have to do weightlifting. You're just like, shut up. You don't have to do that. Like whatever works for whoever it is, right? Like what, what works for you might not work for me because something's more fun to me than it is to you. That's just what it is. Um, with bear crawling, I think it's cool like to try, right? It's, you're, you're always on two feet. What happens when you're on all fours, right? Like try, try it out. You're, you get more comfortable with your body. I think that's kind of the, the goal of working out in fitness is to be as comfortable in any situation that you're, you put yourself in in real life to, you know, just be as comfortable as you are on two feet. So if I'm on my back and, you know, you're doing jujitsu training, how comfortable are you on your back? If you're on all fours, how comfortable are you on all fours? I've, the way my body's developed over the past 12 months of me bear crawling, my heart rate doesn't really get above 120 when I'm bear crawling, which is, which is really, really low. Um, it's, it's just a constant, it's almost like walking now. And it's crazy because when I first did a mile back in November, I mean, my heart rate was up by like 150, 160, I'm like out of breath. And now it's just, it's just gradually. So it's proving the point of, there's no secret pill. It's just fucking doing it. Just waking up, getting it done. For people that want to get into bear crawl, watch watch your hands. You know, um, like definitely wrap them. Wrist mobility. Your quads are gonna get super super tight. Your hips. You gotta do a lot of hip mobility stuff. But overall, I think it's a really cool exercise for people to even try. You know, how's it changed uh, the other things you do? Like, have you found that like with you have more upper body strength? Like, are you better cardiovascular? Like, what other changes have you seen? Yeah. Yes. For sure. So. Uh, definitely my endurance has increased. So now me running, um, I, I, I like to do sprints. I never run long distance, but now when I do run long distance with a buddy or something, I, I feel much better. So it definitely increased there. Um, I, I like to like walk on my hands, do like handstand walks and my shoulders are super, super strong now. So I can kind of just withstand walking longer on my hands if I like, I add that into programming, but yeah, those are probably the two biggest endurance and like shoulder strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you're also a partner at the performance house and you you know train like athletes entrepreneurs what's like one major tip that you kind of give them whether it's for training recovery uh nutrition that's like the most important thing that they need to know yeah i think i, I think you gotta you gotta work out you gotta sleep you gotta eat every day whether even if your workout is just you stretching out even if it's you sitting in the sauna you sweating I think those three things are like crucial just in living. You got to work out, you got to eat, you got to sleep, right? Uh, and I think the other most important thing is to listen to your body. Um, the amount of doctors that have hit me up and like, you're going to break your wrist, but I don't, not no wood. Um, or even like, this isn't going to work. Or people like, this is impossible. They don't know my body. I know my fucking body. You know what I mean? So the fact, like, I think a lot of people are just listening, 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 but they're not listening to their, themselves. And so you got to listen to your body. If I don't like eating kale and it doesn't go down well, it doesn't mean I have to eat kale just because everyone else is eating kale, you know? So listen to your body. What, like, what works in your stomach, what doesn't? What, what workouts are fun to you are fun to you. You don't have to listen to some person that is telling you you have to do it this way to get in shape. Whatever works for you works for you. <laughs> How do you find the time to juggle everything besides waking up uh, at 3 a.m.? Yeah, I think it's more like systems in place. I think I have like a really, really strong teams working around me with all, I guess, the different companies I'm involved in. And um, 
I focus on what I'm, I think I'm good at, <clears throat> which is, I, you know, a lot of brands use me for like the creativity aspect. And so I focus on my lane. I try not to be the CEO of every company and a know-it-all. I try to stay open-minded, stay in my lane. And that, that allows, I think, me to balance everything. Because if I start just adding more and more tasks to my list, um, I would just get overwhelmed. So talk us through the first time you got on a treadmill to do a bear crawl. Like, did you, have you, you have any stories of just like absolutely, absolutely biting it? I mean, you have yeah. to, right? Yeah. I mean, you said pe people doing the bear crawl? No, like you doing the bear crawl. Like, have oh, you yeah. just been like tossed so, off the, the back of the damn thing? Yeah. So like, um, I, I've like, I do it on a treadmill. I, I put it at like 2.1 miles an hour. You know, I, I gradually do it. Um, I've never like the only time I flew off is when I was with Brandon Marshall like four weeks ago down in Florida, <laughs> and we're like he's on this massive treadmill, and first we sprint on it. So first I'm sprinting. He's like, he's like, you're not gonna get above 20 miles an hour. I was like, this guy doesn't know me. I'm going to get above 20 miles an hour. And so then I'm at 20, 21, 22. I I almost flew off at 22, and I'm like, put it up. And Brandon's only ever done 22 before. And so I, I hit the 23. You have to you have to stand on it for a minimum of three seconds for it to count. And so I'm on it. I'm like, I can't stop. Got the, got the 23. We were super amped. Then we were like, let's see how fast you can bear crawl. And so <laughs> he's just on the he's on like the left hand side of the treadmill. He's just like banging off the weight. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going, going, going. There's no way for you to just stand up. You can't go from a bear crawl and just stand up on a treadmill. You know, and so I just had to fly off the back and it was, I don't know, I guess I did it safely, but it was, uh, he's a character. You guys ever met Brandon Marshall? No, I have not. He's, no. He's, a, he's, an avatar. he's an avatar. The guy is the largest human like out there. He, he's just like proportionally mm -hmm. enormous. And then he, he drives around this truck that's also equivalently super large but the mm -hmm. truck but like him next to the truck does not look large at all <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy you you brought up a funny uh little point of that story that he said to you you couldn't do it how many things in your life have people told you you couldn't do it and you like yep i'm doing it yeah that's like the whole reverse psychology i think uh i yeah. probably developed that from like playing sports and like a lot of my coaches i think growing up were like ah oh, Devin's not doing it you're not doing it i mean to, to a certain point, right? And I don't know, I think that just drives me a little bit more. And I think anyone that kind of plays sports growing up understands that reverse psychology of their coach telling them, yeah, you can't do that. But like deep down, you're like, fuck, that means he wants me to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, do, you but, tend, do you tend to challenge your clients like that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely like a different person when I'm like training with people because like, I don't know. I just think people are wimps in the gym sometimes. And it's just like, everyone's always looking for a magic pill. Everyone's mm -hmm. looking for like the quick fix. It's, there's no quick fix out there. It's you just fucking going in, getting it done, sweating, feeling good, pushing your body hard every time. And you're going to see results. There's no like, all right, I'm going to take this pill and okay, I'll lose weight in two weeks or all right, I'm going to do this, this workout at, you know, this group fitness class and I'm all of a sudden, like, it's about how hard you're pushing yourself and you staying consistent. That's the only way you're going to see results. And so that's why when I do talk to, you know, members of our gym and, you know, we're working out, I'm just like, don't fucking give me your bullshit excuse, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So we talked to a guy last week who was a big runner, but also a coach. Do you have trouble like trying to figure out how to separate pushing yourself? Cause that's very different than like being harsh and pushing the fuck out of someone else who's one of your clients. Yeah, for sure. So I think I've been, uh, I don't know, I guess fortunate enough to be around sports my whole life. I've been playing sports since I was six, seven years old. And I've always been like super fascinated um, with like the movement and like how you're supposed to move. So like having a really good running form or staying on the balls of your feet or, you know, throwing a baseball or whatever it is. And so I think from a young age, me just seeing um, humans in an athletic world, throwing a ball, catching a ball, landing on one foot, landing on two feet, sprinting off the line, whatever it is, um, I'm now able to kind of see cute, like humans or members um, that maybe have never played a sport in their life and I see them running, I'm like, oh, you're running on your heels or, oh, you, you know, you need, to, you need to loosen up your hands or, you know, loosen, loosen up your cheeks a little bit when you're running or when, when you land, don't land so awkwardly, be an athlete. And so I think that, that me growing up has kind of helped for sure um, around, around sports. It's helped me understand, you know, how the body's supposed to look when you're playing sports or working out or doing a movement. Have you noticed, this is something I actually noticed recently uh, with the quarantine and everything going on, quarantine, COVID, all that stuff. Um, it's given the lazy people more of an excuse to be lazy. But on yeah. the flip side, the people who aren't, it's given them even more motivation because their gyms aren't open or they can't do all the things. So it's like, okay, now I really got to figure out. So do you feel like there's like a, for the people who are slightly lazy, like you have to eliminate all of the excuses and the shit that they can't say to be like, yeah. well, now you have no gym. Now you have nothing. Now you have to figure it out by yourself. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's very interesting because COVID has given people so much time back and they're like, they don't have to, they don't have to get dressed for work and travel into work. So that's like two hours. And then same thing on the way back right? Getting out of work and sitting in traffic and doing whatever, another two hours. So you're giving back, especially these, you know, people in these, these uh, nine to five jobs, you're giving them back like four hours a day to their life. So what are you doing in that four days? Are you getting extra sleep? Are you, you know, working out? I was on a, I was on a call with Lavinia Erica who founded Equinox and, you know, she, she had a really interesting point that especially when you're in these tier one cities, you get caught in this rat race and you're just constantly going, going, going. COVID's allowed you to slow down. So yeah, as much as, you know, you shouldn't make excuses and yeah, you're giving back four hours a day. Yeah, maybe work out with it, focus on your body. Maybe catch up on sleep. I mean, when's the last time that people really did catch up on sleep? You know, and especially in these tier one cities that it's a rat race constantly. Like I, I, I've caught up on so much sleep in the last six months. I feel amazing. I know my girlfriend has as well. Um, and, it, and it just allows you to, you know, to get up, grab a coffee, you know, kind of relax for a second, enjoy life, pet the dog. You know, I think, I think people are missing that part um, and, and kind of allowing it. And now it's, it's creating this new system of life for people, right? And so now they're going to take that and hopefully implement it into their new routine that they're going to have post COVID, which I think will now affect them later in life and now have to give them a healthier routine. And so not necessarily okay, fuck, those, those four hours a day you have to work out. And, but those four hours a day you should focus on your health and your well-being and your family and, like, kind of just catching up. And, hey, who knows, two, hour, two hours extra of sleep didn't kill anyone, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, along those lines, talk about, like, the mental aspect of all this stuff through COVID, through working out, 
you know, um, talk about some of the positivity that, you know, you coach or you use regularly to kind of get through your day. Yeah. So if I'm having like a really shitty week, um, I, I, I try to wake up and I try to write some things down, you know, one, like what I'm grateful for, you know, life isn't always the best, but there's always things to be grateful for, whether it is my girlfriend, whether it is, you know, my dogs, whether it is, you know, where I live, you know, whatever it is, I, ju I just write it down real quick. Um, then I write down, you know, who can I thank or apologize to today? Again, world's not perfect. You know, maybe I said something to someone, let me go apologize to them today. That's going to make their day. Or if someone did something, let me go thank them for the day. Um, and then at the bottom, sometimes I put down some random notes and stuff's on my mind. Um, from a mental aspect with the bear crawl, whenever I go into a bear crawl, I always tell myself I'm going to do more miles than I'm really going to do. But I like convince myself really hardcore, like, all right, I'm doing seven miles today. I'm fucking doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing it. But realistically, all I really needed to do that day was four or five. And so once I get to the four or five, it's like, I'm done. That's it. But if, but if I told myself I'm doing four or five, by mile two or three, I'm like, ah, oh, like, I don't want to do this anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that part from a mentality standpoint, I think has like, I've really noticed it a lot um, and noticed that a lot of this, this anxiety and stress you get around working out or doing something that, you know, is challenging is straight up mental. It's all mental. Um, even, you know, this Saturday I'm doing nine miles. I was supposed to bear call today. I took it off and I'm strictly focusing right now on the next two days to get this nine miles done. And in, in the, in the time that I, in the time I want, um, and who's to say that's right or wrong, you know, but from my mental perspective, um, that's the choice I'm going to make, you know, are you listening to music or anything while you're bear crawling? Or are you just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my girlfriend makes fun of me because I have like these same 40 songs I just listen to on repeat. <laughs> like anywhere I am, if I'm at a party, if I'm like in a car driving somewhere, if I'm bear crawling, it's like the same 40 songs. <laughs> All right, give us, give us one or two. Give us one or two. Uh, dude, Rufus the Soul. Uh, okay. All of their songs are just fire. Um, I have a couple Red Hot Chili Pepper songs in there. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, this new song. It's actually pretty good, mm -hmm. but it's kind of like a, she made me put this on, but I actually kind of like it. It's 17. I don't even know the artist, but it's like one seven. And it's, I don't know if it's like a lovey song, I but it just has a good beat to it. I mm -hmm. honestly throw some Justin Bieber in every once in a while, just cause Justin asked me up, like the new <laughs> pop star song that just came out and his music video, I think was, it was actually pretty cool. There's <laughs> no shame. We're not, we're not going to judge yeah. you here. Yeah, not at all, man. Judgment-free uh, zone over here. You know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, a couple of those songs. And uh, I do listen to quite a bit of podcasts. Um, Bro Bible. Yeah, that besides podcast. this one. Oh, awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. A couple of, a couple of books. My buddy, Ross Edgley, he actually mm -hmm. swam around Great Britain in 157 days. He's the one that convinced me to do the bear crawl. Um, and he has this new book out called Art of Resilience, um, mm -hmm. which is a really cool book. And I listened to it while I'm bear crawling. I've repeated chapters uh, because it's literally talking about like your mental strength when you go through something so strenuous, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Um, and then, you know, a couple books here and there. But I always go back to that playlist with those 40 songs. <laughs> Are there any uh, world records like related to this that you know of? Like, has anyone tried this? Dude, Guinness, Guinness actually, uh, they literally just emailed me this morning. So we're going to fill out an application to uh, do the longest bear crawl in 24 hours by mm -hmm. a human. So 
that's what I'm going to try to do. There's also a Guinness Book of World Record out where it's uh, longest non-stop bear crawl, which I think is like 2.1 miles, which I've actually beaten it like every week for the past, I don't know, 20 weeks, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, nice. So we just got to get that on. There's another one where it's world's fastest bear crawl, where it's 100 meters, and I think they get it done in like 15.8 seconds. Um, and so I, I, I kind of want to beat that one at some point. Would you try that earlier in the crawl or later in the crawl? I think, I mean, I think the world's fastest bear crawl, that would have to honestly be a whole separate day. I don't want to mm -hmm. like risk an injury um, mm -hmm. from doing that. But I think during the crawl, I want to be like the, the, the one where it's like the most continuous. Um, how, the, how I have the crawl set up right now is basically every one and a half miles, I take a break. And then after that one and a half miles, you're at three miles rewrap my hands and I kind of do that consistently the biggest breaks I take is uh is like 10 minutes and that's that's strictly because when you're on all fours uh your blood your your heart can't pump blood to your hands and, and feet in that position and so your hand my hands and feet literally go numb like I can't feel them at all and so I have to shake them out um and so that's kind of why I take the break but it's gonna be crazy are you gonna eat anything yeah, I have a, I'm on kind of a cool regimen, a lot of coconut butter, um, a lot of honey, uh, dates. Uh, we, this dietitian, Melanie, has been putting together a cool program for me. And some days I try her program and literally just throw up the entire time. Some days I feel great. <laughs> some days, sometimes I have to leave. And so we've kind of been trialing it for the past, I don't know, 20 weeks or so. And um, yeah, I think, I think we're at a, at a good place right now. I mean, are you going to eat during the race? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's all yeah. All the I honestly don't follow diets outside of um, like this. I guess mm -hmm. I just think diets are super temporary. Mm -hmm. But for this, yeah, during so during that's what I'm talking about. During okay, physical, so during my physical bear crawls, yeah, like I noticed when I was doing like nine, ten miles, I would like cramp up or I wouldn't feel too good or I just didn't really know what I should be eating and. I would, I would talk to these marathon runners, but they're only running for two and a half, three, four hours max. I'm, I'm literally bear crawling for 10, 15 hours. So there's got to be a difference. Um, and so, yeah, she has like every mile and a half, I need like two dates and coconut butter. Then, then I have, uh, I don't know, Pedialyte and, and more honey or something. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we, we have a whole regimen of what, what we're eating. So on the day that you finish this, what's that night look like? Like, how are you going to celebrate finishing? <sighs> Oh man! Well, let's see, I haven't I haven't drank in like seven weeks now, which wow. I don't think I've done that since I went to a military academy in high school. <laughs> um, like that's a long time. I haven't. I, I just enjoy having a good tequila or wine. Um, so I'm definitely gonna have some drinks afterwards. Definitely gonna you know hang with the boys and you know have some people over. Probably have a cookout. Um, it was weird because when I did 13 miles, maybe like seven weeks ago. I started at 4.18 a.m. I got done at 2.48 p.m. And I and, and we ended up going out until like 2 a.m. that night. <laughs> and like, it, it wasn't like we weren't out at bars or anything. We were just like at my house and I was just up until 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. drinking, having a good time. And uh, it was crazy because I just bear crawled 13 miles. How, like I got this crazy adrenaline rush, I think. So um, I hope that kind of happens the day of. One last question. How are you going to avoid, like, you've been training for this for so long, when you complete it, how are you going to avoid the letdown? Like, once it's over and you've done it, like, a lot of athletes have letdowns when they accomplish something big. 
Like, is it going to be immediately on to the next thing, or what are you going to do? Yeah, um, I'm, I, I have heard of that. I have so many things, I mean, just on my board of shit to do. Oh, look at that. Um, we have a lot of things launching. Um, this big, this arena box, which is a gym in a box we're launching. Um, I'm involved in quite a bit of companies. So I, I'm definitely going to be super busy afterwards where I don't think, I don't think I'm going to fall into that mm. category of like, okay, I did it. Now what? I'm, I mean, I have stuff scheduled for immediately right after that, like that week after. So definitely going to do that. Definitely going to probably go down to Mexico for like mm. two weeks. Um, just kind of relax, but I have some, I like to plan out. So I think I'll be right. What beaches are you going to bear crawl? Any of them? Beaches? Yeah. You're going to bear crawl? <laughs> Dude, after I bear crawl this, I'm going to have to get bear crawling a break for a while. <laughs> oh, man. You're looking down. Dude, I, did, I did bear crawl from Long Branch down to Asbury Park, though. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, that was like, that was like five miles, six miles. And it was, yeah. it was crazy. Like, the houses over there, the different types of sand that you see, the different... It's just weird when you're on all fours and you're just looking at the ground the whole time. It <laughs> yeah. gives the world, like... A perspective of like how big this world is and I'm just like looking at these little grains of sand the whole time. What, what's the craziest or like weirdest thing you've crawled across like you saw? Uh, I mean I've straight up put my hand in like dog poop. <laughs> like I'm just not paying attention. I'm like oh, I have to stop my bear crawl. <laughs> is, that that's pretty get, brutal. is that when you get your mom to rewrap your hand? You're like, mom, yeah. Yeah. mom comes mom. in. Rewrap <laughs> exactly. Mom, take this. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nick, anything else? No, man. I appreciate it. I uh, think it's so interesting to hear that you're you're doing this. Wish you the best of luck. Sounds Thank like you. you're gonna fucking kill it. So uh, we'll have to uh, check back in with you afterwards and see how it all went. Yeah, I yeah, for sure, man. And uh, you guys are ever out in New York or LA? We'd love for you guys to come see you know our facility at Performance House, and more more than happy to have you guys. Cool, I might take you up on that. I could just dude, yeah, she, yeah, I'll uh, I'll give you my number right after this. Cool, man. All right, well, Devin, thanks a lot. I mean, good luck. I'm, I hope we get to cover you afterwards, and we could say two. I got you. Two yeah, I, dude, I'll I'll reserve a spot for you guys to definitely <laughs> do do another follow up. Awesome. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Have a great one, okay? Thanks, guys. See you soon. Yeah, see you, dude. And that brings another episode of We Run This to a Close. Nick and I want to thank everybody for listening. If you love the podcast, please share it with friends or leave a review on iTunes. And remember to follow Nick and I on social media. He's at It's Nick Domingo, and I'm at Chris Luminati on Twitter. Or follow us both on Instagram at We Run This underscore pod. Until next time. See everybody out there.